I'm excited to continue this series that we're in on the family. And I don't know about you, but it has been convicting and challenging. As a father, you know, I got a little baby girl, Ellie Rose. You know, she's a year and a half. I mean, I'm like, what to do, what not to do, right? And, but also challenging as, as a son to my father. I mean, I mean to, to my, my, my spouse. There's just for all of us, there's so many ways where we can grow. And it's time to take it back. I love that. Take it back. Taking back our families, and uh, we're in the book of Joshua. It's our theme verse uh, for the series. Joshua chapter 24, verse 15, and it says this. But if serving the Lord seems undesirable to you, seems a little passive aggressive, right? I'm like, is there anything more desirable? Maybe I'm just letting you know. But if, if serving the Lord seems undesirable to you, then choose for yourself this day. I love that. Choose this day. Choose this day whom you will serve, whether the gods of your ancestors served beyond the Euphrates or the God of the Amorites in whose land you are living. But as for me and my household, we will serve the Lord. I love you. I love that. Somebody say, uh, my house. This is my house. This is my house, my family, my wife, my kids, my life. That's actually Kanye. But I'm just saying like, but this is, this is the most important decision that you can make. A choice saying, you know what, despite my past, despite what has happened today, we will serve the Lord. There's something powerful about that. And we've learned in this series that in order for us to make a lasting impact in this world, we honestly have to change our families one step at a time. Something powerful about that choice. And you might be sitting here today be like, well, Pastor Ben, you don't know my past, you don't know my family. The mention of me mentioning saying family can bring pain or hurt. But the thing is, is that no matter what cards may be dealt with or what, what has landed that is out of your control, what we can control is to choose this day. We all have a choice. And I love Pastor Cameron. He said this at our uh, college graduation last week uh, on Sunday night. He says, life-giving change doesn't come by chance, but by choice. The choice is us to really make whether we serve the Lord or not. And today I want to talk about a simple, simple, simple elementary concept that's so significant that I believe impacts the direction and the quality of your family. I believe that this simple concept that I believe has gone unnoticed or it's too elementary is not applied. And I find that so many families are walking wounded and not walking in freedom. This simple Tiny little word that we've learned at such a young age, and it's the word forgiveness. Today I want to talk about forgiveness in the family. Forgiveness in the family, because in order for us to take it back, to take back our families, we have to understand the power and the peace and the freedom that forgiveness brings. Forgiveness brings freedom, making a choice to Forgive. You know, uh, our, our little girl, Ellie Rose, my wife and I, we have a little girl, a year and a half. She is cute and adorable. She's my world, right? And uh, she's, she's walking and, and talking. She's walking that talk, right? You know, waddling a little bit, you know what I mean? And uh, now that she's mobile, it's crazy. She's like opening doors. I'm like, uh-oh, watch out. You know what I mean? It's like she, she's, she's mobile. But she is now discovering new things. And, and uh, uh, apparently, you know, uh, she just loves to get in everything, which is great. And we've been teaching her 
her how to talk, how to speak, and saying yes, no, thank you. No is her favorite word. No. You know, I'm like, okay, all right, come on now. Uh, I love you, daddy, is my favorite one. You know what I mean? And I think she knows that that's like the key. That's the key. I love you, daddy. Okay, sure, sure, whatever. Whatever you need, whatever you want, right? Uh, but uh, we have learned or we've been teaching her this new phrase, I'm sorry. Uh, I'm sorry, which that's a tough one, right? Because, uh, well, for her, she is discovering her new artistic self into coloring, right? Crayons, not crowns. I don't know who calls them crowns, but it's crayons, right? They're the worst, you know what I mean? Like, because she's like, uh, you know, my, my creativity is off the page. I'm like, praise God, you know what I mean? Crayons on the wall, crayons on the couch. I'm like, okay, let's talk about this. Boundaries here, right? Uh, teach them early, right? But the thing is, is that we teach our kids these fundamentals that are so key because it really develops them as an individual, right? It's one thing when you're one and a half and super cute and got pigtails and you're like, oh my gosh, that's so sweet. It ain't sweet when you're 35, I'll tell you that, you know what I mean? Like, dude, come on, apologize. Get out of here, man. You know, it just, it's just not cute anymore. It just really isn't. But we've, we, as we've grown and as we've matured and become wiser and stronger, you know what I mean? Like, we, we have come to the fact that, well, terms and conditions apply. Right? Have you ever seen that infomercial? It's like, it's too good to be true. Let's get it. Let's buy it right now. Too good to be true. Terms and conditions apply. Is forgiveness too good to be true? Terms and conditions apply to my forgiveness. I am sorry. Three words that we learn at such a young age, but now it's like, well, it depends on the situation. Depends on how bad they hurt me. Do they deserve it? Should I choose to, terms and conditions apply? And I started to think about, okay, well, what's the opposite of forgiveness? Well, unforgiveness, that's pretty basic. But maybe to withhold forgiveness. Another word is merciless. Well, no one wants to be merciless. That's, that's like, oof, that's intense. If you look in the mirror and you're like, well, I'm not merciless. That's, 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 that's too intense. But I, I come to find out that unforgiveness, people that hold unforgiveness can't have inner peace at the same time. People that have hold on to bitterness, unforgiveness, longing pain, deep down inside for years and years, you will never find perfect peace in their heart. Their heart is at war. There's something raging deep down inside at 1 a.m. in the morning. You can't sleep at night. Things are tormenting you in your mind, in your heart, in your body. You cannot find peace. And for some of us, I mean, that could be true. Maybe, maybe for others, well, that's not for me. Well, I would propose to you today, we're actually the most medicated generation of all time. Period. Most medicated generation of all time. And we're trying to cope with something that's happening on the inside. Why? Our kids are starting on, on medication early at it. Why? There's something that's happening that's tormenting our minds and our hearts. And I believe that the key is forgiveness. And I propose to you today, I'm going to look at some scientific fact here. Right? This is a quote here. It says this, that uh, medical studies have shown that failing to forgive or unforgiveness has increased in anxiety, depression, elevated blood pressure, vascular resistance, disease to the immune system. It worsens and weakens the heart it brings weakened bones to arthritis and back pain. And, uh, and it says this in a quote. It says, when you hold on to bitterness and unforgiveness for years, it stops you from living your life fully. Wow. It stops where you can live your life fully free. And we're talking about forgiveness in the family. 
I start to think about the people that have hurt us most deeply are the people that we've loved the most. The people that caused us most pain are the people that we trusted the most. How could you? How, why would you? I trusted you. How could you do it? I trusted you. The people that hurt us and brought us most pain are the people that we've helped the most. I'm sorry, this is the last time. It'll never happen again. Over and over and over again. And I want to talk about this because when our families are divided, how can we be united in the fact that forgiveness brings freedom from our past, freedom in our present? Forgiveness. See, I love this quote. It says, forgiveness is God's gift to the hurting human heart. Forgiveness is God's gift to the hurting human heart. My question is, how's your heart? Are you hurting? How's your family? Is it hurting? And I would want us to evaluate how we can mend a broken heart. Ephesians 4, 29 we look at Paul's words. And Paul has every right to be bitter. He has every right to be angry, right? If you look at his story and what he's gone through, and he reads this in Ephesians 4:29 through 32, and it says this: Let no corrupt talk come out of your mouths. Hold up. You think about the dinner table at the family. Hey, kids, no corrupt talk at the dinner table. You know, it's just like, all right, all right. Let no corrupt talk come out of your mouths, but only such as is good for building up, for as it fits the, or as fits the occasion, that it may give grace to those who hear. And do not grieve the Holy Spirit by whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. Let all, somebody say all. Let all, not some. Not part, but all, all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and slander be put away from you, along with all malice. Be kind to one another, tender hearted. I love that. Tender hearted, forgiving one another as God and Christ forgave you. I love this because there is no terms and conditions that apply. We forgive because God forgave us, period. And I love this word, tenderheartedness, because I find that hardened hearts have the propensity to shatter and break versus a soft heart is not easily broken. Do you have a hard heart? How's your heart? I find that hardened hearts have the propensity to break. A softened heart is not easily broken. Is there unforgiveness in your life? Is there past unresolved pain? See, I can't see your heart, but I can listen to it. If you go to a heart check, they don't look at your heart. They listen to it, right? How, what, what is coming out of your heart? What is spilling out? Out of the abundance of the mouth, the heart speaks. Is there malice? Is there bitterness? Is there contention at the home? Is there negativity? Let's do an evaluation of the soundtrack of your family. If I got a recorder, oh, hey, 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 1132 music. Let's say the new album is the soundtrack of your family at dinner time. Woo, praise God. <laughs> praise God. Maybe, maybe <laughs> explicit, actually. It's the explicit track, right? <laughs> family, right? No. We won't do that, I promise. Yeah. yeah. But, but the thing is, it's true. We're, 
We, 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 can, we can talk, but, but honestly, in all realness, there's bitterness, there's contention, there's malice, there's things that happen. Because the people that we love the most, yes, have hurt us the most, and, and it's like our guard is down, we're around family, and sometimes things are said that can break hearts. And so forgive one another. It's not an option. Hurting feel, or hurt feelings don't always want to cooperate with holy instructions. I'll say that again. Hurt feelings don't always want to cooperate with the holy instruction. So what does Jesus say? What, Paul said, forgive because we have been forgiven. The forgiveness isn't an act of determination of willpower. Forgiveness is only made possible by the cooperation of the Holy Spirit. And we learned this last week, that the Holy Spirit is alive and real and he's our helper. And so when there's times that happen in our life where we're hurt, where we've been hit hard, we ask the Holy Spirit. Spirit, our helper, to help us let go and forgive. And so what would God ask us to forgive that seems unforgivable? I'll say that again. What would God ask you, your family, you personally, to forgive what seems to be unforgivable? Who betrayed you? Who took advantage of you? Who mistreated you? What was taken from you? Who lied to you? Who, who, who lied about you? And I'm not asking how much forgiveness they deserve. I'm asking how much freedom do you desire? I'll say that again. It's not about them. It's about you. It's not about how much forgiveness they deserve because they probably don't. My, my question is how much freedom do you desire because there's freedom in forgiveness. There's freedom in letting go. I love this quote by C.S. Lewis, and it says this, to be a Christian means to forgive the unexcusable because God has forgiven the unexcusable. Whew, I love that. God has forgiven the unexcusable that's in your life. The deepest, darkest moments in your life, he says, no, it is forgiven by the blood of the lamb. It was shed on the cross so that you can be free. But we share that grace and we give that grace to those, even those who have hurt us. And today I want to look at a passage of scripture that's Jesus' words, directly from the source. Can't debate that. It's Jesus' words. Read the red, baby. That's it. We're going to read the red. Matthew 6. And it is the best sermon of all time. It's Jesus' sermon. Sermon on the Mount, right? And it's Jesus talking to his disciples because his disciples were like, hey, how do we pray? How should we pray? How do we connect with God? And Jesus tells them this. And I think this is so important. I love this because this is something that we've probably learned at a young age. And this is elementary, guys. The gospel isn't supposed to be complicated. It isn't. But it's supposed to be replicated. And it's something that we have to honestly look at. And I love God's word because we could read something a thousand times. But I love that next time where it just jumps out of the page. And I got a revelation for us. Are you guys ready? Alan, are you ready? Alan, are you ready? Okay, cool. I just want to make sure. All right. Worship pastor's up here, man. So we're going to, we're gonna, you know, it's, we're just going to, we got to go. We got to make some noise, right? So, Matthew 6, 9 through 13. It says, this then is how you should pray. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily. Somebody say daily. Our day. Give us that bread. Right? You know what I mean? Daily bread. And forgive us our debts as we also 
as we also, as we, it's almost like a scratch on the CD. Anybody remember CDs? As we also, as we, as we also have forgiven our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. We forgive our debts because we have been, we for, we have been forgiven, and so we forgive. There's no, there's no terms and conditions apply. That is simply that. We forgive. And it means, honestly, it's a daily thing that we do. Our daily bread. Honestly, forgiveness should be part of our daily routine. I eat, I sleep, I get my bread. You know what I mean? Daily bread, but also I forgive. Because when we do not forgive, when we hold bitterness and contention, it's like a poison that's in our body. We learned that literally medically it rottens the bones. It messes it with your mind, with your heart, with your soul. It's almost like, well, time happened such a long time ago. Time will heal it. Well, honestly, if I have a little cut or an infection, no matter how big, no matter how big or small the offense is, that infection will grow and grow and grow. And honestly, if it's not taken care of, it will destroy you. It's a daily dependence on saying, God, I want to let go and I forgive. Because the more our pain consumes us, the more it will control us. I'll say that again. The more our pain consumes us, the more we focus on him. And that's why worship is so important. That's why we don't sing just songs just to sing songs. What worship is, is magnifying the name of Jesus. Where my eyes are lifted off of myself from the ground to the sky and saying, Jesus, you are the one and only source, my provider, my rock. Holy is the Lord God Almighty. We magnify the name. We make God big. When we make God big, our troubles become so small. Really simple stuff. When we make God big, our problems become small. I love this quote by Watchman Nee. He says, unforgiveness in the heart of believers is the single biggest open door for the devil. He said it, not me. (laughs) It's the biggest open door. I don't want to give the enemy an inch. Tell the devil, no, not today. You know what I mean? Like, for real. Is, how's your door? Maybe we have, you know, it's interesting. Um, we're new homeowners, right? You know, and I love my home. I love cutting that grass, making things all nice and great. And uh, we've got my, my cameras all over the place. And I'm like looking at my house. I take care of my house. And at night, we have a routine. Got to make sure the doors are all locked. Never would I ever especially with Ellie Rose so close to that door, I would never, ever leave the door wide open in the middle of the night. And how much more in our lives, spiritually, we leave the door wide open for the enemy to just come on in and creep up. We got to shut the door. Yeah, shut the door. My mom used to tell me, shut the door, keep out the devil. I don't know, that's, that's all. <laughs> yeah. I was homeschooled. You know, we would make up, some, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know, that just came to my mind. All right, yeah. we're family, right? We're family. All right, sweet. That was fun. That was free. All right, that was great. All right, sweet. <laughs> so, uh, so what is forgiveness? What is forgiveness, right? What is forgiveness? Uh, there's so many definitions of what forgiveness is, right? Uh, but my favorite uh, definition of forgiveness is by Corey Timboom, right? And if you know her, you know her story. She has every right to be bitter. 
She has every right to be angry, to every right to hold the injustice that happened to her, to her family, to her people. And this is what she says what forgiveness is. I love this, and I believe it's freeing for people. It says this, forgiveness is the key that unlocks the door of resentment and handcuffs of hatred. It has the power that breaks the chain of bitterness and the shackles of selfishness. Woo! That's powerful. Do you have bitterness? Do you have selfishness? Do you have hatred? Do you have resentment? Forgiveness is the key. Forgiveness is the key. Is there dissension? Is there malice? Is there corrupt talk? Forgiveness is the key that unlocks the chains. Forgiveness is the first step to emotional healing. I don't want to reduce my life to the limitations of living hurt. I don't want to reduce my life. Corey to move at every single excuse to live with, with, the, with just a, a chip on her shoulder. She had every right to be angry. I do not want to live her. I want to live free. Free in the Lord. Forgiveness is giving others what God gave us. And so from our source of pain, we got to go to his source of forgiveness. And so today I want to give you and equip you with three simple, I'm telling you, it's simple, simple, three simple tools on how to fully forgive and be set free. Number one, we recognize the unforgiveness. Recognize the unforgiveness. You might be like, well, Pastor Ben, that's not for me. I get that. Well, let's evaluate. Is there malice? Is there dissension in your home? What's spilling out of your mouth? What's the soundtrack of your life? And maybe, maybe, just maybe, that's a red flag. That's a red flag that there's something down deep inside of that heart that needs some evaluation, that needs some healing. And I, again, I don't want to give an inch. See, unforgiveness always keeps score. Does your family keep score? Does people in your, in your family unit, do they keep score of every mistake? Every mistake, every insecurity, everything you just you feel deep down. Unforgiveness always keeps score. It alienates, it divides, it separates Colossians 3.13 says, bear with each other and forgive one another. If any of you have grievances against someone, forgive as the Lord forgave you. Forgive as the Lord forgave you. So we recognize the unforgiveness. Number two, we release all pain. Somebody say all. All pain. Not partially. Because unforgiveness has never healed anybody. Bitterness is always a bad deal. Bitterness is always a bad deal that overpromises. It seems good for a season, and I'm going to stay in that bitterness. But let me tell you something. Bitterness corrupts the mind. It, it, it destroys your heart, and it destroys your body. Stop living and walking wounded and walking freely. Unforgiveness has never healed anyone. Unforgiveness has never made anyone better. We forgive others, not because others deserve forgiveness, but you deserve peace. You deserve better. God's gift of a broken heart is forgiveness. And lastly, we recognize unforgiveness. We release all pain. And then number three, we renew in freedom. Really simple, guys. It's, the gospel's not complicated, right? It's, it's mastering the fundamentals of what we... I teach Ellie Rose, I am sorry. It's something so simple. But can we say the same thing? When we're old and grown. And, and honestly, when, when life has hit us, I am sorry. I choose to forgive. See, forgiveness. To, to forgive is to set a prisoner free. 
and discovered that you were that prisoner. I'll say that again. To forgive is to set a prisoner free and to discover that this prisoner was you. Are you shackled? Do you feel completely just weighty? Maybe the key is forgiveness. And And guys, I know this is elementary. But I just felt this super strong in my heart because I'm tired of seeing so many families completely wounded and broken from bitterness of past pain. And I'm telling you, it's an elementary subject, but I'm telling you, if we can master it, we can find freedom in our families. And today, I want to be transparent because there's power in transparency. I'm going to share you my story of forgiveness in the family because if God did it in me, he can do it in you. And, and the thing is, this is just my story, but what's your story? I'm telling you, I'm so something powerful about and freeing about forgiveness. You know, uh, my family, we're a crazy bunch, and uh, we're half Indian, half Colombian, right? So, uh, yeah, Thanksgiving is always a blast, right? It, I mean, you don't know what you're going to get. It's awesome. But, uh, man, we, we're a lively bunch. We're passionate. We love each other. It's family. Family is everything. Family is everything, and uh, I love my parents so much. They serve at our, our Prosper campus, and uh, actually, fun fact about my parents, uh, they've been members about 10 times because they followed me on a Connect class. Whenever, if you guys know, we used to do live Connect classes, and I would teach the membership class, and they would show up every single time. I think they, yeah, members about 10 times. So, you know, that's, that's my family. They're supportive. They're like, they're in the back, like, clapping. We're so proud of you. I'm like, Mom. Like, come on, I'm a grown adult, you know? I'm like, all right, what? whatever. But uh, I love my parents. They, they're great. And uh, my dad is the most funniest guy. He has a dry sense of humor. He really is. He's a funny. He's got dad jokes galore. He really is. And so he's dad goals for sure. And honestly, he's one of my best friends. He's great. And our relationship is the best it's ever been. But it always hasn't been that way. And I think for all of us, we probably could relate in some season in our life where there's been some rebellion or just like some rocky roads, you know, and uh, not like the ice cream, right? No, but for real, we're rocky roads. And I, I, uh, I, I was a, a rebellious teenager, right? I was kind of your typical thing. I, I love music, right? I was a musician, so I loved rock and roll, right? You know what I mean? I mean, you know, and I just, I turned my amp to 12, if you know what I'm talking about. You know what I mean? It was just loud, right? And I just, I consumed such anger and bitterness. I listened to it. It was in my mind. It was in my thoughts. It was in my mouth. It consumed everything. It was the small little things of what you're listening to. What's your atmosphere? What's the soundtrack of your family? Maybe it's time to turn on some worship music, you know? What's the soundtrack of your family? And so I just was consumed with this. And I remember specifically uh, when I was younger, my dad, he came home early from work, which was odd because he worked extremely hard. He always gave the best for our family. And he came home early and he sat um, my siblings down and my mom. And he's like, hey. I got bad news. Obviously, I'm here. I'm not at work. I lost my job. But everything's going to be okay. And this is a common thing. And so, like, okay, you know, we're going to bounce back. But everything wasn't okay. And we held on to that hopeful words, everything's going to be okay. And um, we didn't just lose, or he didn't just lose his job. We, we lost hope. He lost hope. And the absence of hope drew to a place of darkness. And my dad became medically and clinically depressed. I've never seen my dad. I mean, he's such a funny guy. He's jokes galore. But to see somebody that you love that's just completely broken on the inside, mentally, emotionally, a broken soul, 
And to see my mom pray every single day, every single night, I would hear her. I mean, I'm listening to my rock music in my room, right? And, uh, but I would hear my mom cry out to the Lord. Her Bible would be open. And sometimes I would wake up and I would see my mom sleeping on the couch in the living room just praying. And just, or she would just be asleep and her Bible's open. She's praying, 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 praying. God, heal, heal. God, restore. God, do something. And, and I know God was faithful and I know God was good. But just like these little offenses started to pick up. Like, why did this have to happen to us? As a young teenager, I'm like comparing to other people. I'm like, well, why does our family have to do this? This is uncomfortable. What happened to comfortable? Sometimes God wants to take you out of comfortable to make you who you are. And I just, I was like, man, this is not fair. Forgiveness is not fair. Well, what is going on? This is not fair. What is happening in my life? And it's one thing to be a rebellious teenager. But it's another thing to be a broken adult. Because years and years and years happen. I'm not talking about just a season, you know, not like a semester. This was a, this seemed like the new norm. And so I became an adult that was angry, bitter, angry at God. Not only was I angry at my father, but now it became my heavenly father. See, see the thing is about bitterness, it, it's like a wildfire. It starts as a spark, attention to one person, and then it just starts to grow. And now you're angry at the world. You're angry at everything. And I was just consumed with anger. I was just angry and broken. And bitterness is always a bad deal. It led me to a dark place in my life where I was trying to really try to really numb the pain with alcohol and just honestly, just any type of thing that would to give me temporary joy. And I found myself, there was one night, I just, I had it, I had it. I was like, man, is my dad ever going to be okay? And I went out to, I went out, uh, just basically went out for a walk. I had to do some walks with the Lord, and we were going to do some time together. And I was just yelling. I was just crying out to the Lord. And I look out, and there's stars everywhere, right? And it's just the moon's out. It's just like one of those nights. It's a perfect night. But I was just crying out. I was like, I was so focused on, on myself. I was crying out. And the Lord just said, look up. The Lord said, just look up. I looked up at the stars. God, are you there? Are you here? Do you listen to my voice? Do you listen to my mom's prayers? What, what is going on? I'm so angry. And I was reminded of this passage of scripture in Psalms. And it says, he heals the brokenhearted and he binds up their wounds. He determines the number of the stars and he calls them by name. He calls them by name. God has not forgotten you. He hasn't forgotten your prayers. He sees your family. He sees your hurt. He sees everything that's happened in your life. And I was reminded, and the Lord just said, hey, Benjamin, what's your name? And I remember my dad, he act, I was actually was going to be named Aaron, believe it or not. And my dad, last minute, don't do this. Last minute, he's like, no, your name's Benjamin. And uh, my mom was all right with it. I'm like, all right. <laughs> uh, your name's Benjamin. Benjamin means the right hand of the Father, Father's right hand. And I felt like, man, I have not been that. I forgot how to be a son. I forgot how to forgive. I forgot how to give grace. I was so consumed. I forgot my identity. I forgot who I was. I forgot my faith. I mean, I'm telling you, I was questioning everything. It's this bitterness that just snowballed. And I'm like, God, I'm sorry. God, forgive me. 
God, give me grace. Do you give grace? God, I am sorry. And in that moment, a peace hit my life. Peace that surpasses all understanding in my life. And I felt just a healing over my heart, a healing over my body. And I was just like, man, he just give me fresh eyes. And now I was more on an assignment. And I walked with my dad in good times and bad. And this was a process. Sometimes it's not a right away. It was a process. And I walked with him. And it's incredible to see him now walking with others who struggle with depression, and he leads them to victory. And it's funny, instead of some comfortable corporate job that's great, it's interesting that my dad is finding the most joy as a hospice chaplain, leading people on their very last days, their very last breath, to lead and say, I'm sorry, God forgive me, I need a savior. It's incredible what God has done in my family. That's my story. What's your story? Maybe there's been abuse. Maybe there's been uh, just, just, just complete deep hurt. But I'm telling you, these, these three words, I am sorry, is so key to our freedom. It's key to our freedom. As we read in, 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 in Scripture that Jesus said, hey, this is the axis. This is how you pray. A daily forgiveness. And on Jesus' last moments, on the cross, his final breaths, he knew the power of forgiveness. And he said, Lord, Father, forgive them, for they not know what they do with every inch of his body and power that he had. He said, forgive them because he knew this statement that forgiveness is not for what they deserve. It's how much freedom you desire. And Jesus said, man, isn't it great to see my son and my daughter fully and finally free in Jesus despite their, their merit, despite what they deserve. They deserve freedom shed on the cross, his blood for us to be fully and finally free. And today, we have that opportunity. Guys, it's the gospel. It's the gospel of Jesus Christ. And can we apply it to our families?